Welcome to Gamers on the Go. Uh, we are in our fourth uh, piece of this uh, this mobile game talk that I, that we're doing uh, with uh, with. Uh, oh, I mean, I'm your host Chase Kanicky, of course. <laughs> as as you're very well aware, if you've listened to any of the episodes that I've done before. Uh, but returning again, Ryan Dam. Hello, hello. Hi, Ryan. Uh, so yeah, we've we've done a few of these now. Uh, we t- we talked about Lara Croft Go. We talked about Ridiculous Fishing. We talked about Don't Starve. And for this episode, we're going to be talking about um, the newest game of the bunch, yeah. uh, and that is Crashlands. Yes, that, that just came out just came out January twenty first yep. uh, of twenty sixteen. So that was last month. Yeah. Um, and yeah, this is a. It, I think it's a really interesting game to talk about, especially after our last show of Don't Starve, mm-hmm. uh, or the last last one we did together mm-hmm. uh, of Don't Starve, because they're they're very similar games, mm-hmm. and they're also very different in the way they tackle those similarities. Mm-hmm. I, I would mm-hmm. say yeah. so. Uh, I, we we talked about Don't Starve as this top down crafting survival game, and, and yeah. I think well, and I think, sorry, I no, go for it. but I think the distinction, at least for me, Don't Starve is first a survival game, mm-hmm. and then it also has crafting and exploring. Um, and Crashlands, on the other hand, is a crafting um, exploring game mm-hmm. um, in general. And yeah, yeah. Right, yeah, it doesn't really and, even have much of the survivals thing in there, because yeah, in you, Crashlands, you don't, it's not a permanent game, it's not correct. a roguelike. Correct. Um, you can die, um, and you know you will be taken back to your your home base, but you don't lose progress like you would in these other games. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you would if you're in a boss battle or something and you die, you would obviously need to restart that boss battle, but you don't lose huge chunks of progress or items or whatever. And it's definitely more story based than than Correct. something like uh, Don't Starve as well. Don't Starve. Correct. We did mention it had a little bit of story in there, yeah. but mainly you're just kind of going through the survival game each time. But in, in this yeah. one, because it's a, a single single narrative, like there isn't you're, it's not a roguelike thing where you keep banging your head against a wall. You're actually continuing on. There's permanence to things that they they can tell a bit more of a story, and mm-hmm. and they do. Um, and and they being Butterscotch Shenanigans, which is a, a developer that comes out of St. Louis, where we are right now recording. And yeah. you know these guys. Yes, yeah. Uh, three brothers, amazing guys, great, fun people, mm-hmm. um, super funny. They actually have their own podcast, too, which you should totally check out. Um, I believe it's just called Butterscotch um, Podcast. Okay, we'll make sure to link it in the show notes uh, if people are interested and they can... Yeah, because they're super funny guys. Um, they talk about a lot about Crashlands in their podcast and their making of it, and then also you know fun stuff like what they're playing, and you can ask them questions. But yeah, the podcast is called Coffee Coffee with Butterscotch. Coffee with Butterscotch, cool. Uh, well, yeah, tell us tell us a little bit more about Butterscotch Shenanigans as a as a developer and, and these three guys, and kind of how uh, how Crashlands even came to be. Yeah, so it's three brothers. It started out as one brother making games, and then another brother joining him, um, and they started off just really game, making games at game jams, which if you've never done or seen or know what a game jam is, it's essentially a 48-hour weekend um, 
adventure on you make a game in a weekend. You get your friends together and you just you make a game in a weekend. Yeah, many um, of them have themes of, yep. of hey, we're we're making games that are all centered around this kind of thing. Yes. Uh, on a semi recent episode, I talked about Titan Souls with Zach mm-hmm. Fleeman. Uh, that was another game that came out of a game jam. We talked about it came out of a Ludum Dare twenty eight. Um, so just there, there are different different kind of game jams here, yep. and and these guys do them. Uh, they, they happen everywhere, and, yes. and there's a good, a decent gaming community and uh, a yeah. game making community in St. Louis. Actually, and, in St. Louis has, which is crazy uh, to think about, is one of the largest uh, game jam sites for the global game jam. We just actually just had this. Um, last month in January, and we were the third largest in the United States. And you wouldn't expect that. Like, that's that seems yep. nuts. Like, I, obviously something where, like, New York or L.A., you'd, you'd think of those as well, maybe even Chicago. Yeah, L.A., They're, we were only behind L.A., and I don't know the final, final numbers, because we might have actually passed L.A. Um, into the second place, but we were only, like, four people behind L.A., mm-hmm. which is really that, crazy. Yeah, that's awesome. But yeah, you think of you think of game development meccas, and St. Louis is not the first thing that comes to your mind, but yeah. because you can't think of AAA developers that are from St. Louis because there aren't any. Correct. Uh, but yeah, there definitely well, I guess is Riot. Yeah, no. yeah. Well, Riot, <laughs> Riot's everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's a uh, it's interesting uh, how how many more like grassroots game developers are coming out of St. Louis these days. Yeah, it's an awesome growing community here in St. Louis, and if you're in St. Louis, definitely get plugged in. Um, great people, really a lot of fun. Um, St. Louis um, Game Dev Co-op uh, is the group that we join, uh, and we meet up at least once a month to talk about games, do talks and stuff like that, and then do jams. We do jams at least two times a year usually. Cool. Um, yeah, and we also have Pixel Pop Festival, mm-hmm. which is in August, I believe, or September. I think that's right. Yeah. Um, I forget the date. Hundred percent, but it's an awesome um, gaming festival that's here in St. Louis, and all these people show off their games and talk about great stuff. We had a um, a panel, yeah, um, this absolutely. last year about creating content, podcasting, yeah, yeah, and we walked around. I I can vouch for its uh, its awesomeness. Like we got to walk around and meet some game developers and play some games, and some games were just about to come out. Some games were very early in development, where you can give. A little bit of feedback to those developers and see uh, see what they can do with it. But uh, yeah, so there's a lot of uh, good stuff happening in St. Louis, and these this team of three brothers really pioneered um, this group and growing the St. Louis community. And so essentially, all of their games prior to Crashlands were pretty much all made from Game Jam games, um, and they're really awesome games too that you should definitely check out. Um, probably their most popular one, well, recently was, uh, was, uh, Quadrupus Rampage. Yeah, there's Quadrupus Rampage, and then they just had, uh, Rocket, Flop Rocket. Flop Rocket. was huge. Yeah. I mean, they got a couple million, or a million or so downloads in, you know, a weekend. Okay. Um, for that one. Uh, but definitely check those games out. They're really cool. But pretty much, so uh, the one brother, it's kind of a, a really crazy story how this happened. Um, the One of the brothers, he got cancer and was pretty much just like told his other brother, like, like we need to create something that means something that's more substantial. That, right. Um, 
Like they were at the time, they were making an endless runner game called Extreme Sloth Cycling. Yeah, uh, which and, and like one of his things that he said is like, I don't want to die with that being my last game. Yeah, which, totally. Which kind of kind of sad. Like at the yeah, time, yeah, like yeah. now it's now it's kind of funny because they they came out with a, a big game like Crashlands. But yeah, this was well, and we know that the you know the end of that story right now too, which is that. Um, he, you know, had cancer, went in and uh, went into remission, and everything was great. Um, but the crazy thing is that, he, you know, during that, it was just, I think several months later, he actually started to, you know, get cancer again and had to go through that whole thing again. Um, but now is, you know, coming out of it is totally great and fine. And then they, they launched Crashlands and uh, the public picked it up and they've done really well um, people have really liked it enjoyed it yeah it's, it's, so it's a really cool story because it could I mean sadly it could have went a lot of ways mm-hmm. and it's so awesome that it did go this way mm-hmm. yeah yeah for sure like I mean just reading some early blog post stuff about it he was just looking for a game that looking to make a game that he could even enjoy while going through his long sessions of chemotherapy and, and things like that, of just like having something yep. that you can sink your teeth into, and like a, an endless runner with a sloth might not have might not have gotten uh, what he was looking for out of it. So That's very, uh, very sure. Yeah, um, but yes, it's very. So we talked a little bit about how it's similar to Don't Starve and also very very different. Whereas, yeah, Don't it, Starve has that you know that that permadeath to it. Crashlands is a game that that is persistent you you go around you're not going to lose any of your your crafting elements uh you do you do lose some of them when you die but it's you it's, can go pick them back up yeah it's kind of dark soulsy in that way where you can just grab grab your stuff if you can if you can find it again yeah and on the map you'll when you die you see a little um tombstone so it's easy to to go back to where you were and you collect those tombstones. Like, yep. do you do anything with the tombstones? Yeah, I mean, you, well, I mean, you place them. Okay, you yeah. Other than because so like, I keep picking them up, and it's like oh, yeah. I've got a bunch of these now, and I feel bad about it because I died all these <laughs> amount of times. No, I checked it out the other day. I think I have like ninety five or like around a hundred of yeah. them. Um, yeah. So you die. Mm-hmm. It happens, and it's okay. Yeah, it's totally okay. Yeah. You're, you're meant to die. You're meant to. Uh, bash your head against things that you cannot take yet and then learn that you mm-hmm. you can take them take them on later. So one of the things I don't want to say that I don't like Crashlands because that is not true. I like Crashlands a lot, but I definitely had a bad early experience because of my own gaming issues. And that is like when I play games, I'm a, a bit of a completionist. Uh-huh. So I I like to, you know, finish out things before moving on into like a main story thing so for for a game like uh like recently dragon agents inquisition Mm -hmm. that's a game where you definitely should just go like don't don't worry about doing all the side quests just go you're going to enjoy it a lot more like that first area is massive and isn't that important Mm -hmm. so just just do the story stuff maybe do a side mission or two and then get out of there Mm -hmm. and i can't do that like i'm still in the first area of of uh, Dragon Age Inquisition. One because I don't really like that much, so I, I stopped. But but two, I was totally just doing all that side quest stuff. So when I played Crashlands, I knew there was story stuff. Like they they do have an objective marker of hey hey here's the next piece of the story. Here's where you need to go for that. And 
I immediately was like, well, I'll get to that. Like I Skyrimmed it where it was like, ah, I'm sure I, I can get there at some point. I just want to go like find some cool stuff, build some cool stuff. Then I'll have, then I'll have like a really awesome weapon and really awesome armor. And then I can tackle the story. And that's not how you should play that game at the beginning because to, well, it's to not get how you're made to play the game in general. Right. Um, the, which is, it's, it, it's a little bit different than other open, because it is kind of like an open world kind of style. Mm-hmm. Um, you really need to follow the, the at least the main story um, to get the different stations to craft the right. different things. That, that was my problem. I, yeah. I got like the first couple stations. And I was like, okay, I'm solid. I'm ready to go. And there was a lot more... I don't know if it's necessarily tutorial stuff because maybe they maybe it opens up a lot more later and and I haven't played a ton of the game mm-hmm. and the ton that I have played is is more of just like wasting a ton of time with with just like the starting saw and the like the starting stuff yeah and just going around and I saw a ton of things that I couldn't do anything with yet I'm wondering mm-hmm. like why man this game has a really long tail to it because I still haven't gotten like the the leveled up saw to to chop this this better wood and it's really my own fault like if i had just played through <laughs> some of the story stuff you you get access to crafting tables really quickly and access to other pieces of equipment but but just because of my own idiosyncrasy so i'm just saying this well it's also just realizing like as we talk about these games we are bringing our own views and ideas on these games because of other things we've done in our life and things we've played. So you just, it's natural. You're bringing, you brought to the game what you had already had with you and you thought that this is how it maybe should be played or was going to be played. Yeah. It's different. I I just wanted to bring, I wanted to bring that to people's attention so they don't make the same mistake that I did. Because I, I definitely did take a a Skyrim kind of viewpoint to it, which, which it, it has some elements of that, Mm -hmm. but uh, you're not going to find like a Daedric sword or something just lying on the ground in Crashlands. You need, you need to build things and to build things, you need to have the right crafting tables and to have the right crafting tables, you need to go do the story. Yeah. And, on that, though, there are, um, like, I forget what they call them, but, like, essentially legendary or super rare mm-hmm. um, uh, recipes and items and creatures that you can find, which... Yeah. But you need to open the tables, the crafting tables, to really uh, find those things. Right, yeah, you'll pick um, up blueprints for those kinds of things, but yeah. you're just never going to find one of them out in the world just on its own. Yeah. Uh, which is which is fine. I, I, I have no issue with that as a gameplay mechanic. Just yeah. just know that going in, get get the crafting tables, do the story stuff. Yeah, because it's all about the crafting of the items. You don't ever usually. I don't think you ever find the items all together. Mm-hmm. I think you might have like a couple bombs that they give you, maybe. But usually, you pretty much all the time you craft different things, and then you make or you sorry you break down different things if that's an animal or that's uh you know an item a rock or whatever and then you go to your crafting table and you make something Mm -hmm. new and that's that's the thing that i actually really like about the game and which is good because it's its main mechanic Mm -hmm. is crafting but what kind of sets it apart from other crafting games is is that the the things that you craft have a bit of a a randomness to it Mm -hmm. there's 
you're you're not just making the pickaxe. You are making you're you're not just making a an iron sword. Mm. You're making a sword and it has some stats on it. And mm. every time you craft a sword, it'll have slightly different stats. Correct. Or has the has the potential for slightly different stats. Yeah, like it could give you a bonus against like I it could give a bonus ice attack or, you know, fire attack mm. or different things like that. Um and then also the the power in general can vary some. Yeah. So it gives you a reason to not just build one thing and then be done with it forever. Like you, you would build, you build a set of armor, but you know, maybe, I don't know if this helmet's the one I, one I need, or it doesn't work with the other skills that I've, I have, uh, from, from my other pieces of equipment. Let's build another one, see if that's the one that I like. And, uh, and I liked that little bit of randomness that, yeah, you can, you can get to a new tier, but, of thing like oh you find wood armor over leather armor but uh you can keep making those things to to get them even better and play the way that you really want to and i think that's Mm -hmm. a a cool mechanic in there that's that's not something you usually get from a lot of these crafting games Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah no totally i agree um one of the i guess i have a little different perspective on this game specifically is because i got to be in the beta Mm-hmm. Um, of it and so i've been playing this game for quite a quite a long time i've seen it change pretty significantly it's been pretty awesome really amazing to work with um, butterscotch in general and to be able to be trusted to to play the game um, but yeah it's changed a lot and it, it really looks good the finished product i was really i'm happy with and i think they did an amazing yeah it's work. really slick yep you can one of the cool things that they put in um, towards the end of the beta is that and it is in the final version now is that you can actually choose um, what you kind of want to do in the game and so because as as a crafting adventure game um, there's different ways people play these games um, one cool and we haven't even talked about this because this is I would say a negative thing about other um, crafting games and adventure games is like you have to um, to get back to your home base it takes a long time right mm-hmm. uh, you, there's only a certain amount of things that you can hold in your on your person or alien or whatever you are right those are two things that crash lands got rid of uh, you have an unlimited amount of items that you can pick up you are always picking up and smashing everything which i think is cool and so that you can really just go like you said you kind of got lost in mm-hmm. it you can just go and just go for hours and just kill things and uh, smash things to gather resources and you will never run out of space which is i, I personally think is really cool um because if you look at a game like Don't Starve or other survival games, you can only hold X amount of things. Right. So you can't really go adventuring that much because mm-hmm. you're always limited by, you know, the darkness and all these other, like, negative effects. Where this game's really cool because you can just, like, go and you can just, like, go kill stuff and smash things and, and get all these different resources. And it's really fun because you're really adventuring. Yeah, it's definitely really low maintenance. Like you don't have you have a health meter, but you don't have a sanity meter. You don't mm. have a hunger meter. You're not having to constantly look for water or food. Like you just you just get these materials. You like, like you said, you don't get encumbered, or you don't have a certain amount that you can only 
maximum get. Like you can you can just go out and explore. Like one of my favorite things to do in Crashlands is just pick a direction and go. <laughs> I'm gonna walk that way until I don't want to anymore. And <laughs> usually, you you walk that way for a good bit, and then you see something up north a little bit. And like okay, now you move your path up north, and now you're going north, and you're like ah screw it, I'll just go north and. And you see something cool to the east. You're like, oh, I'm going back east. There's there's something cool over there. And yeah. and man, you just keep you keep seeing little things, and you just keep going and going. Yeah. Um, and and that's great. Uh, one of the things I kind of struggle with a little bit. It's it's both a thing I really like, and a thing that when I think a little bit more about it, I, I'm not sure why it's in there. Is the fast travel? Uh, it's it's really handy. The it's, teleportation. Uh, yeah, yeah, like. Being able to find all these teleporter pads, and not just the teleporter pads, but being able to teleport wherever you are to any of those pads like, on a whim. Mm-hmm. I think that's that's great in in that it really makes playing the game faster and easier and and transporting all your stuff back to your to your home base to do your crafting stuff or wherever you've set up your crafting tables. Uh, like all that is all that is awesome, but it does it does i don't want to say cheapens cheapens sounds bad uh, but it i'm going to say cheapens <laughs> it kind of cheapens the sense of place like that that i can just bounce around from anywhere especially and it especially comes into play when i die uh, and and this again it's not an indictment of the game i like the game a lot but when you die and lose some of your items and they're they're just out there on the field getting them back is is trivial like it is it doesn't matter even if you like lost them to some kind of boss character or big character that is very aggressive you can still transport to the last uh to the closest uh teleporter that you were at when you died which the teleporters are very uh prevalent so you you, you'll never go too far without finding one and you just grab your stuff and then immediately can run out of combat and teleport back home Mm. Uh, so i don't mind it and I, I like it most of the time because it's actually really handy. But just sometimes it feels like if you put in the kind of Dark Souls mechanic of, hey, you lost some stuff and you need to come back and get it, mm. make it make it more difficult to get. Sure. You're wanting a more negative effect uh, for death, it sounds like. I, I want some risk-reward in there of, of like, hey, mm. you know... He, do you really want to take on this enemy right now? Because this enemy might kill you. And if it does, it's going to be dangerous to come back to this enemy again because you've already lost some stuff. And if you're trying to grab your stuff again, it might kill you again. Yeah. It doesn't necessarily sound like an issue with the teleport pads as more an issue with maybe permanently losing things or some other kind of like negative effect. Right. I just think the teleport pads make it, make it even easier because you don't have to journey all the way back out to where you were again. Yeah, which, for sure. Which in, in Dark Souls, I mean, it has some, and honestly, I don't really even like Dark Souls that much. So uh, it's, <laughs> when I, when I say this, I'm not saying it is like, this is the best way to do things, but. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I mean, I know they're there because it's boring For to sure. just run from A to B, and that's Absolutely. like not a fun game. And so this makes it because they're not everywhere; um, they are spread out, and you do have to, you know, do a little searching to find one. Um, and once you get deeper into the game, you usually know, like, okay, if I'm going to this area to fight a boss or to do something, I'm I'm gonna like 
go before I go into the building, I'm gonna go like around the building and try to find a teleport pad close to it mm-hmm. in case I do die. So then it is quicker. Um, so yeah, I mean, I know it's in there for a specific reason, and I like that reason. Um, I get what you're saying, and I think that, like I said, has a little bit more, at least to me, to do with um, a negative, like a stronger negative effect potentially in some way. And I don't think not having telepath, like teleport pads, would necessarily solve that. Yeah, it would just make it harder to come back to that. Place. And I, I'm not here to backseat game developer or anything yeah. like that. And and I'm not a game developer, so I. I'm not the authority on these things, but uh, even if you had the teleport pads in there and just didn't weren't able to teleport from anywhere, uh-huh. like if you had to go back to a teleport pad to get to any of the other teleport pads, I feel like that might just give it might give a little bit more of the the risk reward challenge that I that I'm asking for. But on the other hand, I definitely I never want to fault uh, developers for making a game more palatable and and more accessible um i am i am not some hardcore crazy gamer uh i'm i'm honestly honestly in the grand scheme of things i'm not great at video games Mm -hmm. i I like them a lot i play them all the time Mm -hmm. um but like i'm not i'm not the person who who throws down on intense or insane difficulties on on halo or call of duty or something like that like i like to play through play through games for stories and and have them be accessible and, and uh, like for strategy games I like I like them to be a little bit more you know I, I don't mind difficulty in strategy games because that's something you can really take your time on and it's not a twitchy thing but uh, no. so yeah for for a game to say hey we're gonna make this a little easier for you I'm usually totally fine there it was just something that I that I kind of wrestled yeah, with of, of looking at a mechanic and going why why is this in there if, if yeah, it's sure. not if it's not like taken further but yeah yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, I think it's uh, it's also beneficial so when you start to go to... So there's three other biomes that you go to. I don't know if you... Because you haven't I, reached any of that. I don't think yet. I have. Like, yeah. I I've seemed... I feel like I've gone super far yeah, in different so, like, directions. Yeah, so, like, once you start... Like, once you start spending, I mean, you know, 20-plus hours in it, uh, you're going from different biomes and entering different places. And, um, yeah, it is very helpful um and you're just exploring so much it's very interesting like i said they had some very specific things they wanted to do with the game and that was the goal of it and i think they definitely achieved those things um it's very like i said they cut out the they cut out a lot of things and did a lot of things just because they were um not necessary to what they were trying to accomplish um or they did not find it fun for what they were trying to accomplish and that's one of the main reasons, like, there's the crafting, or the, um, the, how much stuff you carry. Mm-hmm. It's just like, yeah, we're just going to let you carry everything you can because we want this to be about collecting, you know, and breaking down all this stuff. Right, um, like, what's the, what's the, uh, balance of, you know, fun versus challenge that you need to have in there, and, you yeah. know, is, is, like, one of the things I, I don't like about a game like Skyrim that uh, that lots of people don't like. In fact, they make tons of mods for, for this exact thing. It's like, just get rid of encumbrance. What is that actually What is that actually doing for the game? It's just stopping me from having fun because I need to go back and do this this kind of bitch work stuff to, to be able to get back to a point where I can then go and have the fun again. And yeah, exactly. 
why not just cut out the middleman and just let you explore and do the fun stuff all the time? Yeah. It's crazy how much story they, they wrote about it, too. It's It's been intense just reading through all that. It's really interesting. They spent so much time. I forget how many words it is that they talk about it, but it's a huge story, really awesome, in-depth. Yeah, that's another thing that really like gives it something unique over other other kinds of crafting, other kinds of survival-y style games is that you just don't, you don't see writing in that game. And, and it just got, it, it's got not just a lot of writing, it has a lot of good writing. It's uh, it's a pretty funny game. Yeah, it's super funny. It's, it's crazy. Crazy stuff happens. It's, yeah, hilarious. Yeah, I, I really like it a lot. Another thing I also really enjoy is the, is having pets mm, and, mm-hmm. and being able to use a pet. It's not, uh, it's not so much like an MMO thing where they can draw aggro or something from from your enemies. The the enemies will only go to you, but you can also use that to your advantage. So you're the one tanking around the enemy while you let your your pet do some damage. Yeah, yeah. You you kind of do a mixture of like kiting around mm-hmm. them and flo- I guess sorry for definition of that is like kind of like floating around the enemy and then um, attacking it while your animal is also attacking it. I, I also enjoy the animals. I think they're really fun and hatching them, and then you can you know, level them up by giving them a funny kind of special item yeah. towards that animal. Yeah, it's it's a fun um, mechanic. That they've also done that in a couple of their other games, and I just I enjoy the idea of not being alone and mm-hmm. with pets and stuff. I think right. that's just a fun, cool way to deal with that. It's a really nice contrast uh, to to something like Don't Starve, where I mean, don't start. It it needs to be a singular thing. In fact, Clay wanted it. Like, we're even pushing not to have any multiplayer in it until the community really asked for it, and that's when they made Don't Start together. But they thought at the beginning, like this is a game where you should be lonely, you should be alone, you should be scared and mm-hmm. tense and all that stuff. And Crashlands, you can tell that it came from a different perspective. Of we want people to go out and explore and have fun and. And you know, not feel scared or or you want some tension in there, but the tension doesn't come from being alone. Yeah. And and having the pet characters, what I, I also really like is the pet characters are based on enemies that are in the world, yep. and you already know how those enemies function. Yes, um, how so they you, attack. And so now you can kind of use your pet to to your advantage because you know, you know how how somebody should be lined up, like how. Mm-hmm. How should you just get people in position to get the most amount of damage? Yeah. Um, and as you go on, so all the pets also have, like, special uh, bonuses to your character. If that's, like, attack or whatnot. Some of them, the last pet actually helps you find more legendary, like, items. Nice. So it's kind of cool. How many pets are there in the game? Oh, a lot. Okay. I've, I found two. So that Oh, tells, really? That tells you how oh, early man. I still am in, in the game. I've got the... The, uh, uh, real early. Yeah, I, I totally forgot all the enemies' names. They like they do a really great job with with the different names for the enemies. But I have like yeah. the, well, and you can name them. So once sure, uh, sure. you so they have you know the animals have specific names like the species. Yeah, but then once you tame a pet um, or get its egg and it hatches, you then name it, and uh, it's it's pretty cool. Yeah, so I've you got can name it whatever. You I want. have like the one footed cow thing that you see very early in the game. Do you remember what that's called? Uh, wampet? Yeah, wampets, and then uh, I have like the uh, the little um, uh, like electric squidy octopusy thing. Oh, yeah, blue. yeah, the thing at night. Yeah, uh, 
No, or, no, the, uh, like, you see him, it's like the second enemy you find. It's like a little blue orby thing with some tiny little tentacles off it, and it yeah, yeah. runs in a straight line at you. I know what you're talking about. All right. Sorry, I'm, <laughs> no, 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 I'm, I'm like, <laughs> 60 hours past that <laughs> Yes, I, I'm so sure I'm you barely to, see any I'm of those things I'm trying to remember uh, what creature you're talking about. But yeah, there's, like, I mean, there's a lot of animals. There's mm-hmm. probably at least 15, I, would, I think. Cool. Because um, there's even some creatures, which this is a cool thing they do at night, um, that only come out during nighttime. Mm-hmm. And it's pretty cool. Um, you can also do some fishing, which I don't, you probably... I, I have not gotten, gotten a fishing pole quite yet. Yeah, it's kind of cool. You can do... There's like a little mini game, a fishing game. It's kind of funny. Uh, well, yeah. I really like it as a as a total contrast to something like Don't Starve, where you can tell that the sensibilities of, of something like a Don't Starve... Um, Especially for when talking about handheld games, mm-hmm. that is that is a game that works on handhelds because the sessions are relatively short, um, and and you're not meant your general playing of the game is not meant to be that long. Yes. If you get really good, then you can play it for for much longer periods of time. But generally, you're you're not supposed to play it for super long. Sure. Whereas Crashlands is something that you it, it doesn't have sessions; it has a session. Yeah. And it's one big, vast experience, but it also is is very generous with the saving and remembering mm-hmm. things, and uh, you can give yourself little tasks to do of, okay, I need to collect you know, 40, 40 of this wood so I can build this thing on the crafting thing. So, yeah. Well, um, that's another cool thing that you just mentioned is the saving. So there, it's all uh, cross-platform, so I can buy it and play it on iOS mm-hmm. and then I could buy it and play it on my Android tablet and play the exact same yeah. game and save which is amazing that's a really good touch because you you wouldn't you wouldn't want to separate yep. it out it's not like you're picking classes and mm-hmm. it's not like a borderlands thing where it's like oh well I'll jump into this character for a little while and then I'll jump into that character yeah it's so awesome because then you can even also buy it on Steam mm-hmm. and do the same exact thing pretty amazing that they figured all that out they also have uh, bonuses in maybe not bonuses not the right word but like special items and things if you have played their other games that you can get in Crashlands. nice and things you can get in their other games too so it's kind of cool that they're you know obviously doing a little advertising for their other games but it's cool that they have that cross uh ability absolutely yeah well, cool. Yeah, Crashlands is is definitely something people should play. Uh, I I would say I even like it more than a game like Don't Starve. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, again, I that's 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 not fair. They are very different style sure. games. Um, but sure. uh, but yeah, I I like Crashlands a lot. Uh, do you know how much it is? I can't remember. Yeah, I believe it's five dollars on okay. iOS and ten eleven or like twelve on um, uh, Steam. I okay. believe. Yeah, like I think just so. just from a value perspective of the amount of time you can get in for for a price like that, like that's it's a really good deal. Um, yeah, I mean we've talked about this. I mean a lot of me and my friends have talked about this a lot. Like, video games in general are like good value, even though people like complain about mobile game prices and stuff. Mm-hmm. But yeah, this is especially a really good value because you're getting yeah, absolutely. You, I've literally played over 60 hours and I've paid so I bought you know the Steam and the iOS and even the Android so 
I've maybe spent $25 or something on it. And $25 has gotten me, what, 60 plus hours? That's, There's literally no other medium yeah. that you can like, buy. Like, imagine <laughs> imagine that for, in. like, the movie theaters. Like, yeah. that's crazy. So <laughs> Yeah, so, it, yeah, it's obviously a great yeah. value. Um, like, may, like, maybe books touch yeah. touch into that territory, but yeah. that, even still. Like well, and there's, like, things in the game that you can, because there's, a, and we haven't even talked about this, really. There's a whole building system. Mm-hmm. I don't know how much you've gotten into that. But so, you can build your, like, houses and furniture and stuff like that. That I personally don't get into that as much. That's not as much of a pool to me. But it is a really cool thing in the game that you can do if you're into, you know, kind of completing things like you said or creating homes. It's so really it, is, it is more of a cosmetic thing, right? Yes, okay. they're cosmetic. Because they do protect – they do like if you build walls and a door, like creatures won't come in. Mm-hmm. Um, so, But to, to you know, uh, provoke – those creatures in the first place is is pretty rare uh, unless you get really close to them and even then you're usually faster than the enemies or it can at least outsmart them to the point where you can get away from them yeah it depends where you are uh, okay yeah maybe maybe further in the game as you go on out and you get farther away from the center of the map um you get more aggressive uh, creatures yeah. So yeah, maybe maybe it plays in a little bit more like that because uh, yeah, I was definitely when I first played it. I haven't played a lot of Minecraft, but enough to you mm-hmm. know its general mechanics and all that stuff. But I was like, oh, it's dark. I should probably go home and, and avoid things. And you just get to a point of, do I do I actually really need to go back home? Like I'm not. Yeah, you don't I'm not actually in any sure. sort of danger. Like this isn't this isn't that big of a deal. Yeah, um, in Crashlands, you definitely don't need to mm-hmm. necessarily unless there's a specific thing you're trying to do that is at home. Um, but yeah, you yeah. can get a glowing beanbag. A glow-in-the-dark beanbag. Yeah, who wouldn't want lights, that? So. Yeah, they hold like a, um, a nightlight type thing. That's, they're always kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a bunch of different items you can create. So that's a whole other thing on the game that's pretty awesome. It, I, sorry, I just thought about this too. Yeah, yeah, so it. something that they're, the next thing that they're building is a Crashlands creator. I don't know if you've heard no, about this yet. About but essentially, they're going to create a whole version of Crashlands that's just the creator. So that's how they made the game. And you will be able to make... You will have access to this and be able to make a game in Crashlands Creator. Really? So you can do whatever you want in this thing. Sure. It's essentially a sandbox that has all of these tools that they made to make Crashlands. You can... All, everything from the enemies to the items, you can change the stuff like you said. You could get rid of the teleport pads. You could make it where you permadie. You could make it where you lose everything. You That's could, really cool. Yeah, so all these things, we were kind of talking about that for a while. They're mm-hmm. actually making a version um, of the game where you can go in and create any of that. You could create where you just find the items, like something else you were talking right. about, right? So the, say, legendary items, or the items in general, that as you're crafting, you could just randomly find whole um, tools and stuff together instead of only, you know, crafting sure. them. So it's pretty intense because you can... You'll be able to even write your own story. Mm-hmm. You can write your own like text when you run into this person. This tells you to do this, and you know, go over to this place. Yeah, it sounds like if yeah. if you're interested in in maybe learning about game development, this might be a good like jumping off point of, hey, a lot of the stuff's already done for you, but here are things you can tweak and and learn. You know how how just some of the 
mechanical things work for for making a game and before you get into jumping and making your own. Yeah, it, and it won't be there won't be any like coding involved. Sure. It'll just be like picking things and you know typing in what, yeah, what but even from like a game say, design perspective, it's definitely is a good educational tool. Yeah, it's a it's a sandbox tool where you can then create your own, you know, story and, and gameplay out of that, which is ridiculous to think about that they're going to do that yeah that. that's that's pretty cool because you could literally do all those things that you were kind of like yeah i could about, i could is, make like my perfect version of yeah Dreshland. yeah right whatever each one of us wants or something completely different so that'll be a we'll have to talk about that whenever that comes out um because that'll be an interesting perspective on this game and what butterscotch is doing in yeah. general because it's gonna they don't even know. You have no. You never know when you create. When any developer, or anybody creates those types of things, you never know what is going to come out of it. Yeah, you see how it affects the community. See what how they respond to it. Maybe somebody comes up with something that's really popular, and then Crashlands, like the Butterscotch, can take some of those elements and go, "Oh, we'll just update the game and, and bring in some of these cool things that our community has has thought of." So that's that's a really uh, interesting prospect, and, and yeah. maybe something cool could really come out of that. Yeah, so. definitely. Awesome. Well, Crashlands, uh, definitely something people should check out. Yep. Uh, good, great value, fun game uh, on on any, everything. Yeah, on pretty much everything. <laughs> I, iOS, Android, Mac, uh, PC, any yep. of that stuff that you need. Um, yeah, cool. Well, Ryan, thanks for coming on. We've done this uh, this batch of, of four kind of mobile games, uh, and uh, I definitely want to get you on more. Uh, we'll we'll do a second batch here. Uh, at some point, I'm sure. And if yeah. uh, people would like to submit, uh, like we, we asked about this earlier in one of our, our previous shows, but um, yeah, if people have iOS or Android, uh, any any sort of mobile game recommendations for us that they, have, you know, a cool game that you played, somebody you'd like to hear a little bit more about, yep. uh, we'd be we'd be happy to uh, to take your suggestions and then Throw them away and just do whatever we want to <laughs> on our own. Right. No, no, no. We'll we'll uh, we'll definitely take uh, anything into under uh, consideration. But uh, yeah, it's just like, that app store, man. It's so dense. Yep. There's so many games, and there's just not a good way. They don't have a good way of organizing it. Yeah, curation is is super hard on on a thing like that. When I mean, there's it's just... honestly there's like literally no curation, which is sad. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You have like the top paid and top free but that's not curated that's just kind of yeah. a list of like yeah people are buying this we don't know how or why but it's there yeah. um so yeah if uh yeah there are lots of great games on there though and mm-hmm. I'm, I'm looking forward to uh to talking about those games more with you uh yeah. later later in this year so uh ryan before we wrap up would you like to tell people like where they can find you on the internet yeah for sure you can check us out at livingnerdlife.com you can also check us out on twitter at team nerdlife and then you can check me out on Instagram at uh, Risen, R-Y-Z-N. Nice. And as far as Gamers on the Go is concerned, GamersOnTheGo.com is where you can find all the blog posts, podcasts, uh, any stuff that we put up from there. Um, we're, the podcast is also hosted on LivingTheNerdLife.com. You can find all the episodes there. Uh, and then uh, if you want to get at us on Twitter, that's at G-O-T-G Podcast. So... Ryan, thanks a lot for uh, for coming on and doing this batch of games with me, and I look forward to doing the, the next batch. Always. All right, see you guys soon.